you better not miss next week because this guy is on fire. But he just didn't want to walk in here like this. He said, I don't think it's a good idea. He said, I'm believing God. He didn't even have a second. We were in church so much, even one day till 1 o'clock in the morning. He didn't have a whole lot of time to meditate on the word and on healing. And we just knew it was an attack of the enemy. We just, we just kept praying. There were so many things that just started to get in the way. But you know what? We're going we're gonna to do some great and mighty things. Amen? God is moving in a great way, and I'm, I'm going to share some things. Honestly, I really didn't know until this morning for sure that I was going to minister, and we have, we're so full that I could probably be up here for 10 hours, <laughs> seriously, but I'm not going to be. And so I was trying to just figure out where do I go with this, and so we're going to just trust the Holy Spirit. Amen? Hallelujah. I, first of all, do not miss tonight. There has been so much work and so much effort put in tonight, and I know the presence of God is going to be here in a mighty way like you have never seen it before. That's what we're expecting. That's what we're declaring. Amen? And so just come out, support our worship team, and then just get lost in the spirit. Amen? Of praise and worship. Hallelujah. And also today at the end of the second service, we have a child dedication. If you haven't dedicated your child, you're still welcome to get on board. You could just uh, see Kathy over there, wave your hand, and she can get your certificate and things. But if you uh, want to dedicate your children today, we're doing that towards the end of the second service. Okay? Amen? Hallelujah. Well, where do I start? Hallelujah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with this picture and let me tell you, before you put that picture up, I just uh, was moved upon by the Lord. I, I, they, they cut off, after five hours, they cut them off of YouTube. But I went on to uh, Rodney Howard Brown's site, and I said, I wonder if they have the picture where Rodney, uh, Pastor Rodney laid, laid hands on us. And if you're a first-time visitor, we welcome you. We're going to share a little bit about the conference and then get into the Word. Amen? But... Um, and so I was looking, it just took me forever. And they, had, they were videoing the worship team, and they were just, um, and so forth. Anyhow, so I, I, I couldn't believe I found it. And I said, God, this is awesome. So I want you to see, because we were believing, I'm going to tell you the story behind this. We were believing for impartation. We, we were, let me just tell you the story behind it first, Okay. We were in church all day uh, Wednesday, all day Thursday, all day. I'm talking about you get in there at 9 o'clock. You're there at 8.30 to get a seat, and you're there till 2 in the afternoon. And then you go back, you get there at 5.30, and you're there till like midnight because you, it, it, and you just want to be there. And so um, anyhow, on Saturday morning, we said, uh, we said, Saturday, we're going to take a break because we were just running and, and he thought he'd rest his back. But we were listening to it live and, and it said, tonight he's going to lay hands on everyone. There'll be an impartation. And we thought, no way we're going to miss it. So, of course, we went on Saturday and we were there till one o'clock in the morning because that, he didn't even start laying hands on people until midnight. But let me tell you this. People say, I'd never stay in church that long. I would never, you know, who, you know, 30 minutes is enough for me, you know. But I am telling you, thousands of people, it was packed out. There had to be, I don't know, five or 6,000. There were thousands of people. Nobody left that place. 
and he laid hands on thousands of people. And you know what that tells me? People are hungry for a touch from God. They're hungry for a move of God. Many of them, thousands, were ministers hungering for a move of God in their church. And I'm telling you, a lot of the, most of the ministry was too, ministers. And so we want to show you the picture up here. Let's step back a little bit of uh, Rodney laying hands on us. And the next one. And believe me, we're going to keep that picture before us because we believe there was an impartation. Amen? A great impartation for a move of God right here in New England. Listen, God's not just going to move in Tampa. He's not just moving in other areas. We're believing for a great impact for many souls. And I believe there's, there, there's an anointing. We are decreeing that there is an anointing in this church to win souls like never before. They will not be able to resist the wooing of the Holy Spirit. So you cannot win souls without the Holy Spirit because he draws people. Amen? And we are hungry for that. We're hungry to see impact in people's lives, eyes opening. I'm telling you, I've been talking to people. People are starting to watch us. People's eyes are opening that, that I, couldn't, I didn't even believe that are communicating with me. God is moving in a mighty way. It is not, I'm telling you, we're going to put our hand to the plow, but the Holy Spirit is going to draw them in. Amen? They're so hungry. And, and, and so many people, when, when I stood there uh, waiting, uh, when we were stood we were waiting for Rodney to pray for us, I was just, you could not help but be moved. You couldn't be, help but be moved by the hunger of God. Because, you know, so many people this day, even in the kingdom of God, when they come to church, everybody's looking for something from me. Everybody's looking, you know, I, you know I, I need God to minister to me. I need God's wisdom. And we minister. We minister the word of God. We minister faith. Pastor ministers a great word every single week. Amen? And, uh, you know, and, and, and to help, it helps people to grow and to live for God. But I'm telling you, folks, it's time. It's not just about me anymore. There's a whole world out there. And it's moving steadily towards eternity. People are dying in crazy deaths every single day. And we have to have a heart for the lost. Amen? We have to have a heart for the lost. And, and he taught, you know, one of the things that he was talking about was overflow. We're believing for an overflow harvest of souls. We're already on our way to heaven. If you're saved and you have Jesus in your heart, you're already going to heaven. If you're not saved, you need to get saved quick. Because listen to me. Eternity is forever. You're not going to cease to exist. Eternity, when you leave this world, you're going you're gonna to go somewhere forever. Eternity is forever. Forever. And you choose where you will spend that eternity while you're here on the earth. You choose where you're going to spend eternity. Amen? You choose that. I'm going to start out with John 4, 35 and 36. I'm going to stop here and pray for just a moment because I feel like the Holy Spirit is leading me to do that. Father, I thank you right now for the word of God. I thank you for the anointing on the word. And I thank you, Father, that you open up our ears and our eyes and we hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to us in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Amen? Hallelujah. We did have a good trip except for that. Just had some, you know. You know, we're in a spiritual battle. How many of you realize that? There is a real devil. It's in the spirit, you know. And he's the God of this world, and he influences things in this world. Sometimes he even influences Christians if we're not careful. Come on now. Well, let me read this scripture in John 4, 35 and 36. They don't even have the scriptures, but they're going to do their best to get them up quick. Right, guys? It says, Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white, all ready to harvest. And he that reapeth receiveth wages and gathereth fruit, fruit unto eternal life, that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. I'm telling you that Jesus said this back then. Look up, lift up your eyes, and look on the fields. They are white, and they are ready to harvest. I'm telling you, the fields are ready. The next-door neighbors are ready. The grocery store workers are ready. The gas station attendant is ready. The, your, your co-workers are ready. The fields are right now white and ripe with harvest. It's time to go. You know, I, I, I would just throw this out there. When's the last time you, in, you, you talked to somebody about Jesus? When's the last time you invited somebody even to church to hear about Jesus? Amen? I better look at that text. Somebody's sending me something. Is it important? I'll just look at it. Okay. It's important, but... So I want to read, read the definition of overflow because we're getting ready to overflow with the harvest of souls. And if we're getting ready to overflow with the harvest of souls, you know what? we got to expect it. There has to be an expectation. There needs to be, and if we expect it, we're going to prepare for it. we got to prepare for the souls that are coming in. We have to prepare for what God is going to do. To overflow means to flow over the brim. It means to extend beyond the limits, to be very abundant, or to be more than enough. Amen? All of these things describe our God, El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. It's time to step into the overflow. This, I believe that, that, that Pastor Ryan, this, this was a word from heaven. And you know what? We can listen to all, you, you can listen to the news and you can listen to all the bad stuff or you can keep your eyes on men and women of God who are teaching the word of God and declaring and decreeing there's going to be overflow, an overflow harvest in souls, an overflow in our finances, an overflow in our healing. We need to step into that overflow flowing over the brim to extend beyond the limits, to be very abundant or more than enough. Amen? And the Bible contains many testimonies on the overflow. God made the Red Sea to overflow. Do you remember? They crossed, but when the enemy came, what happened? The overflow drowned the enemy. Amen? He also made the River Jordan. As the Israelites journeyed through the wilderness, God provided an overflow of quails. He provided an overflow of manna. They were in the middle of the desert. And where would the quails come from? Read the stories. Our God is a God of miracles. He is alive today. He is working today. He is the same. The Bible says he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He changes not what he did yesterday. He'll do today if we'll expect him to do it. 
Amen? An overflow of harvest in our families. People coming out of darkness. An overflow of souls being saved. An overflow of the finances you need. An overflow whatever area it is that you need. That's what we're believing for. Amen? The God who is more than enough. That's his name. Jehovah El Shaddai. You know, people get so, get so weird when you start talking about more than enough in finances. I, I, I was looking up in the Bible. I was looking up different scriptures on overflow. I couldn't believe how much God talks about overflow. Overflow in our joy. Overflow in our finances. Amen? Start, you know, overflow in our families being saved. Amen? Hallelujah. We declare that we will have more than enough to do all that God has called us to do. Listen, I love God. I'm so glad he saved me. I'm so glad uh, that he, his love is overflowing if you've ever experienced his love. I'm so thankful that at 23 years old, I walked that aisle and received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Amen? How about you? Hallelujah. But I'm telling you, we're going to see an overflow of, so, we, we need to have an overflow of the heart of God to reach out into the world and see that overflow harvest. Amen? To see the overflow harvest of God. I believe we're going to make an impact in New England like never before. Many of us have put, been putting our hands to the plow. We do little things here. We minister here. We talk to the waitress. We do, but I'm telling you, there's an anointing of the Holy Spirit Things, if you yield yourself to it, if you yield yourself to that anointing it, to win souls, God, I thank you as I walk in this restaurant, I'm anointed to win souls. God, I thank you that as I go to my, my family's affair, I'm anointed to win souls. I, 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 believe, I, I believe God, you know what anointing means? It means the ability of God. Hallelujah. We're going to make an impact on New England like never before. Glory to God. I want you to look at Philippians chapter 4 through, four, four through 7. Now, how many of you know that we're, we're looking for land? We're looking for a building. We have a vision not only to have church, but to have our Christian school. We're going to see our Bible school explode with students. You see, our purpose is the gospel, amen, is getting the good news out and training up disciples and bringing our children in where, where they learn the truth. Amen? Hallelujah. And so that's going to take millions. How many of you know that? It's going to take millions. And when we were driving down to this meeting, you know, I, it was just we were praying, and I just felt, and I said, Lord, you know, like we started going to these meetings about three years ago, but we didn't really, like, like we, we, it just... You know, usually we, 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 we've had our certain meetings that we go to every year. This one was different. And, um, but when I went down, I said, this year, we looked at each other and I said, is, is God sending us to these meetings because it is a good um, place to sow a seed for our harvest? You see, we really believe this stuff. It's not just like, well, you know, we give another offer, no, we do this. We really believe this stuff. And from the time that we first started sowing seed into this ministry, we started seeing results. And so we were talking about that. So we get down there and we're praying all the way. We're praying about 
we're, we're, you know, you ever go to a meeting and pray about the seat? You would go, most time people go to meetings and they're like, oh, I can't wait for the presence of God. I want to worship God. I want to, but they don't really pray of what they're going to sow. So we started praying. We started praying and we're, we're like, and, and so we, we get in there and, I, and I'm, little, I'm like, I'm getting a certain figure. And I'm not going to tell you the figure. I'll let Pastor do that when he comes back. Because it was like the biggest seed we've ever sown. And my figure was half of his figure. <laughs> it was less than half of his figure. <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm thinking it, I got a figure, and then I'm thinking, well, maybe I'll raise it up about 5,000. He's I know that he'll, he'll probably go bigger, but I'm not going to tell him. And then he just he blurted it out, and I'm telling you, when he did, again, the anointing came on us so strong. Every time we talked about it on the way home, the anointing was so strong. I am telling you, we are sowing seeds into our future, into our new building, into our land. I'm, almost every service he talked about land and properties. Listen, even you, you should be buying land and properties. The body of Christ needs to own this earth so that we can minister to the lost. It was just so much anointing on, 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 on land and properties and so forth. And I know that, that, that I, I see it. I, I've I don't know if I've ever seen a vision this strong since when it first came to me. I see the land. I see the buildings. And, and there was just even like when we started uh, talking about how many acres we need. And, and uh, I think Pastor Mike, we were trying to figure it out. And he said 10 acres. And, and the more I'm looking at some of the, the churches and I'm thinking, well, this church only has five acres. Maybe we could do it with this. Thing. But God showed me things he wants to do with that 10 acres. So at least 10 acres we need. At least 10 acres. He is more than enough. This is overflow. This is overflow. Let me read the scripture in Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. It says, let your joy overflow and let gentleness be seen in every relationship. For our Lord is ever near. Don't be pulled in different directions. This is in the Passion Translation. I don't know if they got that up there. 4, 4 through 7. Let, I want you to see this because this is good. There we go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with verse 4 again. So we want to do 4 through 7, okay? Is that the passion? I wonder why mine says it different. Well, it's close. Let your joy overflow and let gentleness be seen in every relationship. For our Lord is ever near. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with, the, with overflowing gratitude. Amen? With overflowing gratitude. We need to be thankful we're, we're, for what God has given us. Amen? We need to be thankful for everything that he's done in, 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 in our lives. But let your joy overflow. You know, most Christians walk around with no joy. They're looking at the world. They're looking at what, what, what's going on. I am telling you, it doesn't matter what's going on in the world. We are going to see an overflowing move of God. He's already moving. He's already working. There's no way there's going to be enough seats in this place. Amen? There's no way there's going to be enough seats in the next place. I'm telling you, there's an overflow, and we need to have joy in our life. And sometimes we have to put that on by faith. 
Because you know why? The joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. When you're, you know, somebody says, I have nothing to be joyful about. Are you on your way to heaven? That's a great thing to be joyful about. Amen? Let's look at um, uh, Philippians 4.23 in the the Passion Translation. I just want to, I want to get, I want you to catch that word overflow. Let's quit thinking about not enough. That word comes out of everybody's life, everybody's mouth. Not enough time. Not enough work. Not enough money. Not enough. But yet we serve a God who is more than enough. Amen? In 423, it says, the Apostle Paul says, yeah, I am getting richer and richer by the day, and I am overflowing with God's love. Amen? May every one of you overflow with the grace and favor of our Lord Jesus Christ. I am overflowing with God's favor. You need to believe that you have the favor of God everywhere you go. See, what happens is when we're hesitant to share the gospel, we're not believing that the favor of God is on us. When you believe the favor of God's on you, you go in and you just imagine that everybody loves you. And you share the gospel. Amen? Let's look at John 10.10. Jesus said, The thief comes only in order to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I came that they may have and enjoy life. You know, you talk to Christians about that. Oh, no, we're not supposed to enjoy. We're supposed to suffer. We're supposed to, you know, uh, live on the streets or whatever. Or we're supposed to, you know. No, it says right here, Jesus said in the Amplified Bible I'm reading out of, the Amplified Classic Edition, if you have that, the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and to destroy. I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance Let's look at the rest of this. To the full, fill it oh, until it overflows. See, God's come to give us an overflowing life. But you know what? In, in order to, to have that overflowing life, you've got to start expecting it. And that overflowing life is not just for us, but it's to bring love to the world. Amen? Satan comes to kill, steal, and to destroy. We get God and the devil messed up mixed up we get them mixed up but god says here he said i'm i'm come that you can enjoy life and have it in abundance see see adam was and eve they were supposed to enjoy life but they messed up they disobeyed god eve was deceived but adam knew what he was doing he knew what, what he was turning over you want to hear a thought this is just a thought, so don't say that church is weird. <laughs> but we were praying, and I was thinking about Adam, and I was thinking about all these things that are happening in the world. Now it's AI, and we remember, I mean, we're old enough when we saw the first computer come out, and, and the phones, and, all, and then all of this stuff, all of the knowledge, and all of that stuff. And I, I don't know, I just had this thought. I said, I said to Pastor, I said, you think that Adam knew everything 
everything, everything that we haven't even learned yet, that Adam knew everything. He knew about the iPhones coming out. He knew about the computers. Do you think that possibly he knew? He was, he was like God. He was created in the image of God. And, and when, when he lost it and he sold out to the enemy, it was like now we're getting restored because Jesus came and he brought everything back. I think a lot of times we think, oh, everything's just coming out, you know, like God knows all this stuff. Amen? And he even knows the plans of the enemy, and he tries to let us know so that we can stop, and we can stop the plans of the enemy. As we pray, as we fast, as we give, we can stop. You don't have to let the enemy run havoc in your home. Amen? Hallelujah. Here's a word from Pastor Rodney. I want to read this word that he had. He said, many enemies have disdained you, and some have hoped you would fail. Some foolishly plotted your downfall, but God had already planned your promotion. You are not permitted to lose because you are anointed to win. So rise up in faith, renew your hope, because something supernatural is about to happen in your life. That spoke volumes to us, and I hope it does to you. Start expecting the supernatural. Start expecting overflow. Let me read you some really awesome scriptures. Ephesians 3.20. You can just put these up in the New King James Version or, or NIV, either one. Ephesians 3.20 says, He is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. He is the God of the overflow. When is the last time you asked God to do something exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think? You might think there's, there's, there's just no way my, my dad could get saved or my family could get saved or my child could get saved. You need to stop bringing them before heaven and thanking God that he's doing exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think. Not only they'll be saved, but they'll use, be used for the kingdom of God. Amen? 1 Thessalonians 3.12 in the NIV says this, May the Lord make your love increase and overflow. There needs to be an overflow of love in the body of Christ and for the world, for each other and for everyone else, just as ours does for you. Make your love increase and overflow. See, we just, we're always in this just enough. I hear people say, well, I don't need to believe God for for finances. I got just enough. Well, you selfish thing, there's a lot of people that need help. We need to have more than enough. We need to be out of debt and have more than enough for overflow that there's no way we can keep it and store it. The wicked will keep and store it, but we're not going to do that. And what they've stored, the Bible says, is going to be is laid up for the just. There's going to be a lot of things coming down the pike. You're going to hear a lot of things on the news. We didn't know COVID was coming when it came. We didn't know it was trying to shut the church down. But it's trying to stop the voices of the kingdom of God. And we all have a voice. 
And we need to let the voice flow to the overflow of bringing the gospel to the world. We need to go, we need to tap into the overflow. Lord, you know what? You know, God, he owns a cattle on a thousand hills. He owns everything. He's, he's, you know, and he says that our cup should be running over. We should be in the overflow. There's no way we're going to get this job. You know, the Bible, the Bible doesn't say this, but men have said, he who, gets, he who has the gold controls. That needs to be in the kingdom of God's hands. For the purpose of the kingdom. People don't like prosperity preaching, but my goodness, we got to get this job done, and it takes money to do it. you got teenagers out there that are killing themselves. We need to get them the gospel. Maybe if we had a, a place where they could come and they could hang out all the time. We got our kids going to schools that are, that are mocking God and blaspheming the Holy Spirit. We have a job to do. I believe this meeting, it just, it so stirred us up. We have a big job to do, and we can do this. But not only are we to step out and, it, 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 in the overflow of winning souls, but we need, we need the finances. We should be having 100 buses so we can go into every, every um, housing project and pick up people and bring them to church to hear the gospel. But we get in this little, this little cheap mode. How's it going to happen? It's just not going to fall from heaven. Believe me, this is not. We do take the tithe and offering at the end of the service if you're a first-time visitor. But this is not an offering message. This is a vision message. Why should you prosper? Why should you be blessed? Amen? We got a job to do. This church has already made an impact. But I'm telling you, God's, God wants us to do a thousand times of what we've done. We're the ones. We're the ones. You're the hands. You're the feet. And sometimes, I'm telling you, we get so caught up in our cares, in our worries, in our families, in, in how our church should be, and how our pastor, if pastor was here this morning, this service would be totally different. He is ready. He is, I'm telling you. And I tried everything. I'm like, just go. You'll probably just walk on that platform and straighten up. Because <laughs> we need the Holy Ghost. We need, the Bible says there's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the agent in the earth today. He's the one that's speaking to you. He's the one that's leading you to Christ. He's, he's the one that's bringing you the truth. Let's look at Romans 15, 13. It says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? As you continue to place your trust in God, he will continue to fill your heart with joy, with peace, and a hope that overflows into the lives of the people around you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He wants us to extend beyond our limits, to be abundant, to have more than enough. Amen? 
And, and there's just so many, you know, the Apostle Paul, just a couple more scriptures, he said this. In, in Acts 19.11, it says this. It says, and God was doing extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul. How about extraordinary miracles? How many people do you know that need a miracle? God is a healer. God doesn't, you know, I don't know. People get so twisted. Well, God made me sick so that my whatever could come to Christ. God isn't in the business of making people sick. Amen. God is in the business of doing extraordinary miracles by your hands if you'll believe them. It says in Thessalonians 3.12, and may the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all as we do for you. One more. It says, whoever believes, John, John 7.38 in the English Standard Version, says, whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Hallelujah. It's time to expect an abundant harvest. It's time to start declaring it and decreeing it. The Bible says there are many, the, the harvest, oh, the fields are white. There, there is plentiful harvest, but the laborers are few. Amen? And so many times, it just happens. It's not something to beat yourself up about. We all do it. We get caught up in our, we, we feel like we don't have a minute to spare in our life, and it's all taken up by us, our kids, our home, our, 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 our job, our worries. But God wants you to put his kingdom business first. And you have an assignment. Everyone on this earth has an assignment. And I'm asking you, will you carry out your assignment this morning? Will you carry out your assignment? And I have to, I have to share this last scripture. I'm sorry if I've gone long. But I, I really, the, this is in 2 Kings 3, 16 through 20. And it's in the New Living Translation. And listen to me, because it looks like we're up against the wall. Shut the news off. <laughs> it looks like nothing's going to work out for this world. AI is going to take over. Another disease is coming. Um, this is happening. Whatever. The, the China is storming our shores. Whatever it is that we're hearing. Well, we just might as well give up. Whatever, God, take me out now. Are you kidding me? It may, be, it may look like, what's that song? We need to sing that. Can we get that song ready? Alex knows the one. How does, it, how does it go? It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. The children of Israel will go into war. And they were joining in with other, uh, other armies against Moab. I just changed their, their, their song list, so I hope that they can do that. I believe that's the Holy Ghost. And, he sa and, and anyhow, um, they said, Where can, there's no water. The complaint was, there was, this is in 2 Kings chapter 3, you can read it. There was no water for the soldiers. There was no water for the armies. They said, how can we do this? And so they said, let's call for the prophet of God and see what he has to say. You know what? People are listening 
to so many different voices. You know, if, if this is your church and we're your pastors, hear our voice. We'll be accountable to God. If you have a church and you have a pastor somewhere else, listen to your pastor's voice. And there are prophets and ministers that are hearing from God. And I can tell you Rodney Howard Brown is one of them. And he might, people might not like his attitude, but who cares? He comes, he's so full. I, I, I can't even, sitting in the service, I just want to explode. So anyhow, the armies are coming against him. And in verse 16, listen to this. They called, they called the prophet in. They needed help. And he said, this is what the Lord says. This dry valley, this dry New England, this dry valley will be filled with pools of water. You will see neither wind nor rain, says the Lord, but this valley will be filled with water. You will have plenty for yourselves and for your cattle and your other animals. But this is only a simple thing for the Lord, for he will make you victorious over the army of Moab. You will conquer the best of your cities, even the fortified ones. You will cut down all their trees, stop up all their springs, and ruin all their good land with stones. And sure enough, the next day, at about the time when the morning sacrifice was offered, Water suddenly appeared. It was flowing from the direction of Edom, and soon there was water everywhere. Getting a vision for the harvest. Soon there were souls everywhere. Soon, you, 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 when you're walking into the restaurant today, the Holy Spirit is there waiting to hear your voice. Get ready. Soon. The water's everywhere. The Christian school is up and running strong, and we're teaching our children. The Bible school is filled with many disciples. The church is reaching the lost. Listen, God's wanting us to gather the troops, and let's get running. We have a job to do. Amen? And I want you to stand. I'm going to receive an offering, so do not leave. If you leave, I'll know you left because you didn't want to give this morning. <laughs> But I really, if, how quick can we get this song going? Amen? I, I, I believe that we're supposed to sing this song. You need to know you're surrounded by God. You know, I remember hearing a story by John Osteen. Some of you might know him, some of you don't. Joel Osteen's dad. We used to go to their conferences years ago. And he said, me and my family, we just got to the place. Well, when the devil was walking down the street to see whose house he was going to go into and attack, that they would look at my house and they would say, uh-uh, we don't want to go in there. <laughs> we don't, we don't want to go in there. We need to get to the place where he comes to our street and they say, uh-uh, we don't want to go on that street. We don't want to go on that street. Hallelujah.